Welcome to Nump Bills Fan Podcast, episode number 238. It has been more than a minute, I will let you know that. And the problem is, is uh, I'm your host, David Palermo, and that's your problem. Um, if you follow me on Facebook, it's a fun follow if you like crazy tinfoil hat type stuff. Brought to you by Punch Drunk Sports Podcast, and uh, go check them out. If you're into finding out how the world works, tinfoil hat's a fun listen to. And... Um, so check that out. And right now on the line, I actually have Kevin Masseri. He's always been on the show, big supporter over the years, one of the first guys to have a podcast on the Bills back in the day. Um, besides like Sal Miran and all those other guys, Bills and Beers have been around, but he had Building the Herd with Rob Quinn. You've seen him on Cover One, Lockdown Bills host, Kevin Masseri. He was Lockdown Bills, all that stuff. So Kevin, what's up? How are you? Dave, just... Trying to stay safe and in my house, I guess. Crazy. Crazy right now. Yeah, it's pretty stupid. Um, we were talking about that earlier, how really stupid and wild and crazy it is. Um, you know, right now. It is. But yeah, it's nuts. I don't think it's that nuts to think that um, I called you. I texted you immediately. Um, I've still been following the bills really tight. I just haven't podcasted because there's... Kevin, I got to be honest with you, and you might agree with this. There are a lot of freaking good podcasts right now, and they're doing a yep. really good job. And, yep. you know, you got locked on bills with Joe Marino. I honestly thought Joe was a little bit homerish at first in the off season. Joe, if you're listening, I'm sorry. But there's some stuff that, oh, Bill's Mafia, we should be, and, and it, it, I should say pandering. Pan, a little pandering, but you got to. I understand it's part yep. of the job sometimes. But for me, I was like, I don't know, but the information is so good, and now I'm backpedaling for my pandering because, you know what, dude? I've been a negative Nancy for, like, two years on this thing. And um, just because I can't figure out what the process is, which is, like, to me, I want to build my team cheap, and that's through the draft, and I want to sign our own, and yada, yada, yada. And then we're just starting to buy people, and then we're giving away draft picks for Josh Allen, and you're setting them up for disaster, like, you don't have a veteran behind him, yada, yada, yada. Well, you know, I listened to this podcast, another great podcast, Eric Wood. He had EJ Manuel on. I'm almost done with it. You know what EJ Manuel said to me, Kevin, is he confirmed exactly what I've talked to you about, why I would call Doug Moron, I mean Marone Moron, which is he set up EJ Manuel with a rookie offensive coordinator, a former quarterbacks coach for the Bills, okay? His father was a very conservative fucking offensive play caller anyways, offensive coordinator, and, and, and Nathaniel Hackett's dad. And, you know, this kid, E.J. Manuel's like, you know, in OTAs and whatever, he immediately starts trying to have me do some jab step thing that I've never done in my life. And keep in mind, I'm also under a rookie head coach in the NFL. And essentially what the coaches did is not work with what they had. They did the same shit with C.J. Speller. It's like they didn't even watch a fucking game tape. Here's what you're doing. And, you know, with the Bills, because Rex was such a tire fire to everybody, and he kind of was, dude, He and I'm walking away from it, it set the standard of just like, to me, of, all right, we're way better than that guy. And it's like, what have you guys proven? You walked into the playoffs off of Doug Whaley's roster, you know, Whaley brought in Poyer and Hyde, but McDermott's going to get credit. Well, who gets credit for drafting Trey White and passing on Pat Mahomes then? You know, is that Whaley or is that McDermott? You know, because right. you pass on all these guys and, no, oh, we need the right culture. And the thing is, is frankly, the Bills players did not know how to work, and that's it. And and I told you in the beginning of this shit with McD, 
I want him here because I love the wrestling culture and I love that he changes coaches, he evolves, but I still firmly believe they set up Josh Allen for disaster off the bat behind Peterman. You could have did way better than that. I don't care if you got to pull Hasselback, whoever it is off the fucking couch. Brett Favre times 30 million. So bring somebody in here, Jim Kelly. To, to how do you read a defense? How do you do this? How do you do that? And EJ Manuel talked about Kevin Cobb slipping on a fucking mat and whacking his head and yada, 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 which come to find out was maybe a little uh, beach action the night before he was drunk at practice and he slipped. But anyways, so, which is what I heard. It's a true story, Kevin, um, from my yeah, tailgate. My boy Riley, I'm sure he's listening. So, Riley, the best tailgate chef in the league. Anyways, besides Pinto Ron, I mean, Riley's an upcoming. Pinto Ron's a classic. He's in the hall. Um, but, uh, maybe, maybe Pintle Ron can actually fucking mentor my boy Riley, you know what I mean? But Riley's got his own tower. Okay. Looks like the Bills black tower there that you see where they just paint a part of the stadium. But point is Kevin, not to be all over the place. I think it would be fun to bring Cam Newton into Bill's camp. And I think it would make Josh Allen a lot fucking better. And I'm sorry, but social media has been run by 12 year olds talking YOLO. Okay. Ever since the Boogaloo's took over the Bills, and come to find out there's an article by the Athletic Headline from Tim Graham about pretty much the Boogaloo's being about the bottom line. You got all these guys getting fired. I'm watching both organizations the last two years, or, or I should say since they've owned the team, run. I might not follow out the Savers as tight as I do, but I, I know a lot about them, and I know a lot about how they run as a franchise. Um I think that they would be too scared to bring in Cam Newton, but I think they should. What do you think? Uh, Dave, I'm a big Cam Newton fan. Um, Josh Allen's been compared to Cam Newton in a lot of ways throughout this, throughout the course of his time in this league. Um, I think that, look, New England has the first opportunity to go and sign this guy. Um, they didn't want to Winston. I mean, that's they, maybe they, you know, it's pretty clear that they didn't want any one of these free agent quarterbacks re-signed Brian Hoyer. So I think they have the right of first refusal. Um, and so does, so did the chargers. So if Anthony Lynn wants Tyrod versus Cam, he can have it because those are the two starting spots that are available in this league. So no, 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 no matter what team would want him, those are the first two slots that are going to have um, say into this situation. Um, what are some, so then we got to look at the next step, the backup situations. What's the next step for Cam doing to play? He's going to probably want a young player, who's not a hundred percent established, um, who's not, you know, the, the man for 80 years. So what does he have? So he's got options of Washington. Um, Washington's a place he could go, but you know, right, right on this list is Buffalo. The, the roster's really good. He's, he knows Sean McDermott, you know, they practiced, uh, as a, as a unit last year. Let's not forget that. Um, Carolina versus uh, Buffalo when they went down there to Charlotte. And I'd, I'd assume, they got to make a return trip up to St. John Fisher for joint practices in return. So we'll see if what happens if this all still exists. But Cam Newton is probably the guy you want. What kind of contract do you have to give him now, Dave? Is he worth a one-year, $14 million deal? Uh, I think it is as an insurance policy. Um, that's what you're taking out. You're taking out an insurance policy. Um, you're, you're taking out the Marcus you know, Mariota not being good at football and playing Ryan Tannehill. You're taking out the, the Nick Foles policy of – Carson Wentz always being hurt. I mean, it just takes one hit to Josh Allen. And do we trust Matt Barkley on his one-year, $2 million deal? We saw how bad he was in Week 17. Um, you know, he needs to be good in that game to give me – I know it didn't mean anything, but still, uh, he needs to be better in that football game um, for me to have confidence. All right, here's where I'm at. 
So I did a podcast that isn't released yet, and Duke Williams ain't on the field. Don't ask me what it has to do with this. Isn't on the field because of a trainer um, tipped off somebody on the podcast that Duke Williams doesn't know the playbook. Sorry, Duke. Respect your hustle. Um, and I hope you do well on the team. And you can always learn. Um, but Matt Barkley, I actually feel, got, gets a bad rap because he was shoved into duty in the same shitty situation that you know, Duke Williams was for the playoff game. Doesn't play really all year. And then here you go. Here's your chance. In the playoffs, lights on you. The whole social media is talking about you. I don't think you could have more pressure. And I feel like these coaches in front office have set these guys up. It's like, you know you need a receiver all season. What do you do? You fucking get one right after the season's over. Great. Great. Like, you know you had these problems last year, two, two years ago. I'm driving to these games to watch a six-win fucking team in an offensive line that looks like shit. And it takes some years to address. And you know what I mean? That was the whole Peterman behind him still, roster clogging. You have a lot of roster clogging guys. But I'd, I'm in a weird spot because I, I also feel like Matt Barkley is that quarterback that, that fell under the radar. And, you know, you follow his career. He was with Chip Kelly. And everybody with Chip Kelly fucking fucked up. You know what I mean? And, and he yeah. ruined everything. So you got to give him an anomaly. Um, and, and honestly, dude, I think he's a better quarterback than Josh Allen. I really fucking do. That might seem nuts, but Kevin, you're at camp. You're watching camp. He goes through his progressions like up. He looks the part, but he doesn't look like Trent Edwards. You know what I mean? Trent Edwards look like the part, but he's checking down. And Matt Barkley has shown he can do it. The thing is, he started out that game with some really bad throws. And, dude, I was with you. I'm like, come on, Matt. Come on, dude. You got to do better than this. But when it comes to Cam Newton... You know, Andrew Luck ruined the draft for me because he ironically listened to Peyton Manning, went back to school for one more year. And I was the only one, like, in this whole Stoneyard draft thing with my friend Mike Smith, who will be on the show soon. And uh, I was like, dude, they're, the, the Bills are, are not drafting Cam Newton. They picked up Clawson last year, Notre Dame quarterback, kind of blah, blah, blah. And, and I hated that Kloss was a cocky fuck. And anyways, so point being is I love to see him fail. I was that dick back then. I had no empathy. And Cam Newton should have went to the Bills at three. And we thought we were going to get Von Miller, but the Bills somehow got Darius, the golden pony that Stevie Johnson says, thanks, I dropped the ball against the Steelers for that guy. You're welcome. You know, and then you and I both, I would you would agree that we fell in love with Marcel, man. Fun dude, fucking plays hard, and uh, he just does a bunch of shit. You know what I mean? He, he's very versatile. And then he's marketed to us and, and driven away, and then we're told, ah, you know what, he's making too much money, all this other crap. So when it comes back around to the Bills almost having Cam Newton, a part of me still <sighs> kind of wants them to get Cam Newton. But if I'm to, to, to read off a couple things for you before I spit it back to you, I mean, in 2011, the kid threw for 4,000 fucking yards, and I remember that, you know? And mm. 517 attempts, 310 completions. The team went 6 and 10. But he had a 60% completion percentage. The next year, 57.7. You know, and he really took a dip, dude. But um, actually, I take that back. 3,869 yards. Then year three for him, 3,379 yards. But year two, he had 57.7 completion percentage. What's that mean? I don't know, you know. He didn't have... That good. He only had 19 passing touchdowns to, to 12 interceptions his second year. But you keep looking at the list, and, and his completion percentage ain't really there. He's only above 60 a few times. You know, 60% rookie year, 61.7% in 2013, which was his third year. And then about 2018, 
He had 67.9%, 24 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. But, dude, he's – one year he threw for 35 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. Wow. You know what I mean, dude? And that's in 2015. And it's like – you have a guy who's an MVP who's seen it. And, and, Kevin, the bottom fucking line, dude, is I am not about feelings. I'm about winning. Okay? And, and, and I and I respect Josh Allen. I like Josh Allen. And, Kevin, I don't know if you'd vouch for me here, but I have this stink in my head that I'm worried about what people think. And I think people think online that I hate Josh Allen, and I don't. I'm actually trying to relieve the pressure off Josh Allen by saying, like, don't annoy him some fucking goat already. Don't anoint him the savior that everything's all fucking figured out because the coach has fucked his head up last year and he can't nail a deep ball like he used to, okay? And his genius coaching staff pulled fucking a guy in in Sammy Watkins and traded him for, you know, EJ Gaines and a second-round pick that went towards Josh Allen. There was already a connection there for a deep ball and, you know, an offensive chess piece. And the Bills front office felt like they didn't need that. And three years later, they get an upgrade in Stefan Diggs after they give right. up a bunch of shit. And it's just like, I don't understand what the plan is. So if they were to bring in Cam Newton, I'm all about it. And I really think that because the guy's seeing it, he's been there, done it. It's almost like to me, when I was a kid, I watched a lot of the Vikings with my dad. I fucking love the Vikings. And I'll tell you, man, when Randall Cunningham went in, it was so fucking cool. They told Johnson when he was healthy, like, yo, dude, we're good, man. And, and, you know, yeah, Chris Carter, Randy Moss, and fucking Randall Cunningham, dude. And I remember Cunningham as a kid. And, and you know, you watch Deshaun Watson, and the way he, he, he moves reminds me of Randall Cunningham, the legs. The, right. the, the legs. Like, and, and I don't know, dude. Cam Newton kind of has that, and Cam Newton is uh, – I watch him single-handedly in the college football championship just walk through – fucking Alabama just walk through him dude single-handedly the dude's a beast the problem is he's a fucking idiot you know but I feel like the coaches could get to him and I wouldn't mind even bringing him in for one year like just in case if you really want to win football the best way to get the best out of your quarterback is to put somebody behind him that's a threat I'm sorry this pandering is great from the Bills media department to be behind them. But once you start seeing guys not featured like Sean McCoy and media or, or anything everywhere, figure out who's getting cut. Once you see contract restructures, figure out who's getting fucking cut. You know what I mean? You'd rather have the guy you know in camp than the guy you don't. But the Bills yeah. are number two, I believe, in cap space, or they might be number one at this point still. And after all these signings, what do you want to do? You want to win? Or or, or is this, we got to protect Josh's feelings. This is the last thing you do to a locker room, which could be. But I don't know. Where do you sit with all this? Because Josh Allen, I'll read you off a couple things, and I'll finally let you talk. 58.8% um, in 2019, 3,089 yards. Like 20 touchdowns, 9 interceptions. Do I like Josh Allen? Yes, I do. But I want him to develop. I want him to get better. I don't want him playing stupid fucking hero ball. You know, is it fun? Is it cute? Sure, but you're not going to win like that because guess what? Defenses next year are just going to keep getting better. And year three, what's going to happen? It, I mean, obviously, if we have football. But where do you sit with the kid? And where do you sit with his development? Um, he still doesn't have a 300-yard game. 
And people right. think he's awesome, but then you type in Kyler Murray's rookie stats, who was supposed to be a quote-unquote boss. People are laughing at this coach. And he had a fucking fantastic year, Kyler Murray. Well, Dave, I mean, if we'll wrap up Cam Newton by saying, you know, prior to the last two years, which he's been hurt and – um, Carolina has kind of not been the same team there. You know, he's 62 and 45 as a starting quarterback. Um, that's, that's really solid numbers. Um, he had a really good completion percentage thing last year at 67.9 in 2018. Um, I, I just think he, once again, he's going to be able to pick where he wants to go in terms of if there's a starting job out there, um, the Bills aren't going to have a shot at him, and I don't even know that the Bills are interested, but they should be. I mean, they really should be interested in this guy and what he's able to do, Dave. So um, I think they need to bring him in. I like a backup quarterback. If they're not interested in him, why not at least have someone behind him that can win football games? I don't think Matt Barkley can. Um, even if you want to carry Matt Barkley as a third quarterback now with the 55-man rosters, feel free. Um, but I'd like to at least um, entertain uh, Jameis Winston. Um, but, you know, Andy Dalton, if he becomes available, uh, but I think he stays in Cincinnati. So I think quarterback two is probably the team's biggest need. I mean, at the end of the day, if Josh Allen gets hurt, no matter how good I think he is or you think he is, it's safe to say the season's over with Matt Barkley. I, yeah. I, I, I think I think you get a good support system around Cam Newton. As in yeah. The Bills already have it. You got a defense. You got a coach that knows who you're about. You're marketable, yep. but you can't market these two go happy go lucky guys. And, and and the thing is, is the media is gonna target the guy. You know, oh, is Cam Newton fucking happy sitting there? Should they put in Cam Newton? Should they put in? And, and that's the thing is, we really don't need that as a fan. But I, I I'm about championships, man. Like I'm about like I'm about insurance policies. Yeah, personally, I mean, I'm yeah. about. I'm about if if Josh Allen goes out, we're three and one. He, you know, Matt Barkley comes in and goes two and five. You know, that's that's the, and and now we're sitting at five and six. Um, when Cam Newton could go with the same roster to me and that two and five stretch and probably be four and three, um, or even you know you know five and two or or something that keeps this team alive. Um, I, I just can't imagine Matt Barkley being able to save this roster. I think he's a good backup quarterback to have as a mentor, player coach. He's fairly cheap. Um, but while you're saving all this money on Josh Allen's contract, go and buy yourself an insurance policy. It's nothing more than any of us do in the real life. And this roster is ready to win now. They traded their first round pick for a receiver who's a receiver one. They now have a one, two, and three. Um, they're adding depth with Isaiah McKenzie signing back today. Um, they still have Robert Foster. They still have Duke Williams. They'll probably draft somebody. Um, probably do something at running back too early on in the draft with Singletary. They're in good shape. Their offensive lines literally returning the same nine players that they had last year that yep. week one. Dave, there's a lot of continuity. There's a lot of good stuff going on. Really, the only they lost nobody. I mean, they lost. They they swapped out Sonoris Perry with Taiwan Jones, which is probably an upgrade for special teams. I love Taiwan yeah. Jones, man. That guy's yeah. a good player, dude. He conned the Bills in the one play he made, and then and then other other than that. You know, they upgraded Stephon Diggs. I mean, threw him into the offense, and we'll probably throw a, a a young running back in to replace Frank Gore, and that's it. I mean, this roster's ready to win. You can't then go, they revamped their front seven. You can't, same good secondary, too, with jo- addition of Josh Norman. No one lost. It's the same thing, Dave. You can't just go and not take an insurance policy out because Josh Allen might not feel bad or might feel bad about it. I mean, I think Cam Newton's a perfect fit. He can come in and run the same offense. 
Um, I think that at some point, yeah, you could get priced out if, the, if there's a bidding war, but apparently there's not because otherwise someone would have paid for his one-year $17 million deal he was on. Isn't that so crazy? Clearly, That's you know, fucking cheap that. for a starting quarterback. He's not going to get that because someone would have absolutely traded for him. Right. Um, so now we know he's probably more in the one-year 12 to $14 million range. Do I want my team to take an, an investment as a insurance policy? And then guess what happens next year, Dave? He, he adds into the compensation formula. So if he goes and signs somewhere else, you now can get a draft pick for him. Because um, now next year you're going to be focusing on re-signing your players, um, unlike this and last year. So, Dave, I think it's a worthy bet. You can maybe get a draft pick out of him when he goes and leaves. He's an insurance policy. I don't think he plays unless Allen's hurt. At the very least, you can see him if, if even Allen goes down you know, for half of a game or a full game. The way Josh um, Allen plays, dude, is I don't bet on him being healthy. And that's the biggest problem I've had with this coaching staff since day one is, oh, okay, he's your franchise quarterback and you have designed run plays for him, and then he goes right. out with a, a possible concussion. Oh, it wasn't a concussion. Okay, you're one. No, right. technically wasn't. Oh, right. He, he missed time with his elbow in his, in, in, uh-huh. in his rookie year. And then last year he had to miss an, an important half of football against New England where maybe Cam Newton could only win that game. Matt Barkley certainly wasn't doing nope. that. And, so. and, and you're also asking a guy in Matt Barkley who does not, frankly, we talked earlier, he doesn't have enough data, I feel, to be right. judged. He just doesn't. He hasn't been in the system. You know, he goes to the Bears for a little bit. He comes to the Bills. And, and when he comes in, he looks fine. He looks promising. And it's just like, don't you think Matt Barkley type, even if you had to trade for him years back, would have been great for Josh Allen to learn under a year earlier? And it's just like, dude, I just don't. I trust the quote unquote process. I like the money ball. I like the buying free agents. But I've also been educated that the cheapest way to build is through the draft. And it's just like, what the fuck are we doing? Is this just all cannon fodder for whoever wants to buy in? This is just what the media team works in. You have a you have a total. Um you know, view on marketing. It's something you know a lot about. I mean, what I've just grown into learning how the media works, you know, so it's, you know, the Bills can spew whatever narrative they want. And it's like, what I hate about the Bills, frankly, is the social media department. Yeah, Bills PR, I'm calling you out. I don't like seeing that, oh, we're touting Josh Allen 70% completion percentage when they came off of fucking screens. People aren't so stupid. They're going to look into it. This isn't like 1980 where people can't do the research, okay? Especially in NFL football. We're not talking to Hillary Clinton's body count, all right? We're talking the fucking Bills. We're talking how many passes are down the field deep. I don't care how the Bills win. It's not one way or another. And you can say, oh, Tom Brady's great. Well, when you really watch football, it's about the pre-snap. It's about what's going on before. It's about your offensive line adjustments. And make no mistake, losing Eric Wood was a huge loss, but they took two years to fucking address it. Two years to address it. You know, and, and that's what I, why do you think, you know, Tom Brady's number one pick allegedly was the Colts, but the Colts camp didn't want him. Why do you think he wanted to go there? For the fucking goddamn offensive line. Why right. wouldn't you? Frank Reich, fucking great mind. You know what I mean? Yeah, Already, would, have been a good, would have been a good fit for uh, Brady. Uh, but you know what, though? Do you want that circus in town, or would you rather have Phil Rivers? You know what I mean? I don't know. Right. But the thing at is, at this stage of their careers, it's football-wise, it's probably even. Honestly, um, Philip might be even a little bit better at football today. I don't know. We'll have to see how it works out with both of those players. Um, but Dave, I think there's, I think there's really good communication here for needing a QB two. I agree. I just, here, 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 
the Bears were supposed to be interested in Newton. They went out and traded for Nick Foles and his huge contract to compete with Mitchell Trubisky instead. I um, wanted the Bills to trade for Nick Foles instead of drafting Josh Allen. You could have had him for a second-round pick or something. Oh, it's Nick Foles. Dude, good enough. Good enough at the time. He wasn't very good last year, though. He wasn't I, very dude, good. don't get me wrong. Make no mistake. I'm fucking psyched. away from Bill, uh, from um, Doug Peterson. I'm psyched on Josh Allen. I love watching him play. I love his attitude. He's fun. I'm going to go to some stupid event just to tell him, like, dude, here's who I am. Not that you matter, but I just clearly hate myself, and I'm worried about your opinion, Josh Allen. I think you're cool. I think you're fun. Um, but it's like, dude, I just want championships, man. And I want the team because, Kevin, I need you to vouch for me, dude. You know I go hard in the paint when I'm behind the quarterback. And I'm behind the quarterback. I just want people to be real about their expectations and not throw this kid out of town. You know what I mean, dude? And I I know what I'm saying is kind of contradicting bringing in Cam Newton. But if I'm looking at this game like chess. And this is what it is, is it's chess. It's not about what the dude wore. It's not about Deion Sanders getting out the limo, running a 40, going back. It ain't about that. Those are fun stories. I'm about the chess. I'm not about process of bullshit. I'm about chess. I'm about your system, McDermott. I love it. I love that you got these guys going to work. Well, guess what? Josh Allen, to me, is done getting a fucking pass. You've had two years to set him up. That's not my fault that you can't set him up front office. And win a fucking playoff game, or let alone put up, like, points in the playoffs. And, and I'm over right. it. Just getting there, the Bills ran with that marketing shit. And everybody just talks about it as a talking point. And it's old. I don't, Do you, real quick, quick minute, and then what I want to do is I'd love to have you on again. I would love to talk more, because I told you I got an NFL more-based show. This feed's going to be filled, by the way, fans here, of... More hosts, more stuff, more NFL base. I just been gearing up in the background, taking a break from the Bills stuff. There's so many good podcasts to cover every transaction. I'm going to start covering the stuff I think is fun. Let guys like if Kevin wants to ever appear with me or my friend Mike Smith, maybe have you guys break some bread on some real tight roster moves. But yeah. frankly, dude, I would love to have you back on to talk about this whole Brady thing and what it means for him out the division. And I had a storyline, which is, my worst for my worst time of year is right now when everybody thinks the Bills are winning every freaking game, and especially since Tom Brady ain't going to be there. And honestly, dude, a little cannon fodder, Kevin, I would love to throw this idea out to you. Andy Dalton, A.J. Green on the Patriots, I think would be damaging. Yeah. Damaging. Well, I, I said this from the start where there's two players I don't want on the Patriots. I don't want Tua Tagovailoa, the quarterback from Alabama. I think he's a perfect fit there. I don't want him anywhere near McDaniels. Hopefully he goes early, even if he has to go to Miami. Number two, I don't want Andy Dalton on the New England Patriots. Anything else, I will take Jameis Winston. I'll take whatever other rookie they can get their hands on. Right on. I'll take any anybody else, but let's stay away from Tua Tagovailoa and let's stay away from Andy Dalton in New England. I wouldn't. I, those are the two situations I'm not interested in. Uh, but there are a lot of good running backs in this draft, Dave. I would be shocked if we don't pair up someone with Singletary like Jonathan Taylor or J.K. Dobbins or Cam Akers or Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I mean, there's Dude, they say, names. Kevin, they say it's deep, and what's funny is, like, you know, I didn't want a first-round receiver because I didn't want to have to wait a year or two. And now I'm like, you know what, dude? I'm all about being right now in a way as I just bash him for three fucking years because – I like the buying the receivers. You're skipping the development time. It's freaking genius. So next thing you know, how about you get a running back in there that's a vet that can pass pro, 
That's where I'm at. Right. Don't bring in no Tolbert. I like Tolbert, but he was a running back three in Carolina. You're asking to be a running back two. You had Jerome Felton, who already had chemistry with LaShawn McCoy, and you just cut him for another guy in DeMarco, who I, I love DeMarco's skill set. He did well in Atlanta, but clearly you guys don't know how to use him, and I don't know have a grade on him. And, again, the data is so up there. So when people want to talk about wasting fucking money on, like, Jordan Phillips, who came here, through waivers and played his ass off, I thought, oh, my God, he can't stop the run as well. What, that ain't the most basic principle in football? He'll figure it out. He'll figure it out. It's early in his career. And you guys are busy. People are busy arguing. That said, I love what Bean did, dude. They got three players for the price of two. And I like Shaq Lawson, but I even sent him a DM. I know he reads them uh, a while back trying to encourage him because I feel like the media is so hard. He was a forgotten first-round draft pick. I'll always call him the forgotten first-round draft pick. The team yeah. did not invest in him. They did not support him. And he, frankly, played better than Trent Murphy at $10 million a year. And I'm told that the Rex Ryan crew wasted money. No, you guys wasted money with all the dead cap and the talent. And the Bills could have did it a little bit different. But now I guess it's in the past. And now we got mm. a receiver that doesn't need to learn the system. But you know what I loved about Whaley? I'm going to let you go with this. Is I wanted to have staggering contracts where you have a D-end on one deal like Mario Williams, a D-end on another on Jerry Hughes. Cheaper, right? Next thing you know, you draft Shaq Lawson, Mario Williams is gone. Same shit, right? You stagger him. Well, we had that going with Gilmore and Darby. People forget that Darby was a first-round fucking talent picked by Doug Whaley. Sammy Watkins, which Whaley's never come out and said, was an actual Russ Brandon pick. And Whaley gets to blame for that. That was Russ Brandon pick i heard it on um the buffalo beat podcast and um you know they pretty much said that so that sucks when you're a gm and your name and and ronald darby was next in line he doesn't see a down roby coleman doesn't see a down he's already under contract so you have two corners that you just get rid of well you traded one for a receiver who your dumb quarterback and peterman threw a ball and he got a helmet to the chest and a sternum and then the guy that you have a leg up on and Calvin Benjamin is a lazy fucking fat ass still. And I understand he's going through stuff, losing his mom. So I don't want to understand where his head's at. From what the information I have is he's lazy. But I feel yeah. empathy that there's things that we're not hearing about and I wish him the best. Okay. But point is, is this is about chess. And I just don't know what the plan is. I really don't. But you could have told me, get a cornerback, get a fucking defensive back soon. Like you need one. And, and then I was saying, get Poyer re-signed. And they did, you know. So what are you feeling for? I actually think they need to go defense in this draft, dude. I don't think so, Dave. I think they just ramped up their front seven. They signed um, an entire new front seven. Four of their ten rotational pieces that will play a big role in this defense were just signed to fairly decent contracts. Uh, Mario Addison, A.J. Klein, Quentin Jefferson, and Vernon Butler are four of the ten players that will be playing on the front seven exclusively. Obviously, with, you know, Starla Tule, Jerry Hughes, Ed Oliver, Trent Murphy, uh, Tremaine Edmonds, and Matt Milano. That would be your 10. Um, They totally revamped that the way they wanted it. Picked two guys, handpicked actually three Carolina players there in Butler, Addison, and Klein. Um, Added Quentin Jefferson, an underrated guy who's going to nicely fill in for um, a really good addition instead of Jordan Phillips. Yep. yep. Uh, Vernon Butler is going to be a really good addition as well, an extra piece to this defense. And then you're getting the back a healthy Harrison Phillips. Um, I, I can't say I think this defense needs anything. Um, they just extended Jordan Poyer. Micah Hyde's on a good contract. Trey White's waiting for his extension. You know, whether you like him or not, Josh Norman's really good in zone coverage. Could be a really good cornerback, too, especially not having to play, play the other team's number one corners. 
or receivers. And then you already have competition with Levi Wallace and Siren Neal and, and Taron Johnson behind them. I mean, could they add a cornerback? Sure. Um, I, 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 do, I think so, man. I think, I think Maybe, you go, but... I think you go round, round three or four. Yeah, a defensive yeah. back that that my yeah. favorite part about the draft is, dude, football has so many positions, yeah. and these gems just slip through the cracks. But come to find out, the more research I've done is, it sounds like guys like Cody Ford, who they paid a high price for, really wasn't that developed in college. And it might have been a blunder, and they keep trying to peg him in at right tackle. And, yeah. and Saki kept getting hurt. And, and you're right, man, I agree. I just feel like the premium positions like defensive end, and cornerback, I feel like you got to bring more into rotation. I like, I'll, I'll talk all roster things with you later, but um, yeah, I just wanted to get something out there on 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 writing or recording here, um, some stuff to call back. Um, does that feel yeah. your opinion, man? No, I appreciate you having me on, Dave. Always fun. Get me on next week if you're if you're around. We'll talk more. The roster can instead of talking backup quarterback, we'll go roster construction next week and. Definitely, we'll dude. Into why I why I think that until something changes, the number one need on this team is by far running back because um, you need it. You need a second running back, and if anything happens to Singletary, you're in deep problems. And he got hurt last year. I would um, love so. to do that, dude. We could definitely go over running backs. I might have my friend Mike come on. He was a he was okay. a running back. Yeah, we'll in do high roster school. construction next week. We'll talk running back, cornerback, um, the end. And we'll that see one which comes out the biggest need. You know what I'll probably do on that one? I'm gonna line up my friend um, um, Mike Smith fantasy smitty and i'm gonna line up you i'm gonna play more of the producer role in the background I'll obviously in my opinion I'll, I'll help drive the narratives in the show a little bit but um you know he goes pretty deep you go pretty deep into the systems and how everybody's used and honestly dude we need to get more he's a sneaky need too because mm-hmm. i think they have a lot of competent corners um but safety is a need where if either of our two st- uh, studs get hurt you're talking Jaquan Johnson at this point right now is the only backup safety on the roster. Uh, whatever you consider Sir, uh, Siren Neal is really nick- a nickel corner. Um, uh, I think by far a sneaky need before corner, before the end, is going to be that third safety special teamer and something that they would probably be interested in taking earlier than we would like third or fourth round. So uh, before corner, I could see them taking more of a hybrid safety in the box type player. Um, that and running back right now jump out to me, but oh, offensive line's always a thing. But you're returning the nine guys you brought to the playoffs last year. Let's 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 say running back and safety to me at Kevin are the two biggest needs, and um, we can dive into that next week. Yeah, dude, definitely. Um, Kevin, thank you so much. Um, and everybody, I'll stay on the line with you. Let me just wrap this up, Kevin. So find everything here: Numbills fan, Instagram, Twitter. Um, you know plan on dropping a bunch of stuff here just have a little bit more of that inverse com- conversation if you're looking for podcasts to listen to that are right up to date every transaction everything you want to do um you know a good report site is the 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 cold front report those guys are awesome ty montgomery hell of a dude other guys fred kilmartin og fan of the show a uh, bunch of other guys i'm forgetting their names are awesome uh, i believe you got fredo the producer you had C.V. Johnson associated with them with the Weissel Series podcast, Donald Jones. I went to the Madden tournament that Stevie and them put on. Really cool to meet them and humbling to know that, like, oh, they, they knew who I was when I introduced myself. Like, not Stevie, but the other guys, you know, it was really flattering. So, you know, support those guys. A lot of people doing a lot of good work. As always, big supporter of CoverOne.net. Eric Turner, Kevin, you'd probably agree. No one really works harder than him. Um, he is such a grinder, I can't fucking stand it. 
Like, it drives me crazy because, like, I would love to work for Cover One. It's just I can't keep my mouth shut. And I have my opportunity. But allegedly, I was uh, too high or something, and the light was in my eyes. I don't know what happened. But I had an LED light, Kevin, in my eyes, and I was told I was too high. But it was funny. And I had a great time working with him. And you know what, dude? Much respect because he fucking crushes it. He absolutely crushes it. So go on Cover One. Subscribe to the podcast. Go to Lockdown Bills, too. Um, and the Buffalo beat, Matt Fairburn plans on coming on. I've been hopping in his DMs weeks ago, but I just keep putting it off. And just so you know, I also have a podcast that's recorded with the Baltimore fan or with the Bills fan who flew down to Baltimore to have a little chit chat with the radio host calling Bills Mafia a bunch of assholes or whatever the fuck he did. And, um, it was actually a really interesting interview about bowling and this and that. And I thought it was cool. Um, but I haven't released it yet because his phone died in the middle of it. We're just starting to get going about Terrell Owens, and I wanted to finish it up, but time went by. So expect to hear a little bit more of more like fun conversation outside the box. If you want X's and O's every time, subscribe to Cover One. Subscribe, especially Cover One Buffalo. Greg Thompson does a fucking phenomenal job. Yeah, it's a good guy. He's a funny fucking dude. He is a yeah, funny I'm not, I'm not, dude, I'm not man. Um, I never met him in person, I, but he makes me laugh on the podcast, dude. They took him for a garbage play. We had a good time. Uh, me and Jason took him for a garbage play. Had a had a fun time. Um, we disagree on entertainment things, but Greg and I usually are on, on the same on the same page on uh, a lot of football information and cap stuff. So they run a good ship over there. I think he has on a lot of guests now. Um, I think he's doing a solo at the time, um, but he holds um, it down though, man. A lot of times the solo podcasts yeah, are my favorites with people because they yeah, get to their so, point, they talk them out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, he does a great job, and lots of good podcasts out there to listen to. A lot of good, anyone keeping their content going, and you can obviously know to follow me, Kevin Masseri. Um, all my takes and stuff are on there. Any podcast I'm a guest on, um, you're going to find all my stuff on my Twitter feed, which is really where my content is right now. Well, everybody, um, take care out there. And uh, I'm your host, David Palermo. That's freaking Kevin. And I uh, hope you're enjoying your quarantining or whatever the hell you're up to. Expect a lot of podcasts. And I have another one calling called Burnt Coffee. And that'll be going down very soon with the downtime here. And that's going to be about really what's going on. Like, hey, is propaganda legal? Yes, it is. Why is it? Well, the Smith-Munson Act, blah, 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 was uh, repealed or enacted. Whatever the hell it is. I'll break it down. So that's a whole different podcast, a whole different, like, I guess, being blessed enough to have opportunities yeah. to, to be at press conferences. Again, thanks to cover one, Eric, um, with the grandstand sports network thing. Yeah. Back in the day with Chad Delamonica, forgot his name, but he does, uh, beyond the blade podcast for Sabres fans. Go check that out. Really detailed. Good dude. Very professional. He's at pressers. He does shit. So, um, Kevin, anything else, dude? Uh, no, that's it, man. Thanks for having me on. And hopefully you all will load one up uh, again soon. Yeah, stuff we numb bills fan everywhere. Take care.